Well, good morning out there in Radio Land. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible. Whatever you're going through, my God, is more than enough. Hallelujah. We got a full house in the studio. Uh, Pastor Joshua Milburn in the house. God's got me. Hello, Hallelujah. Man. Yep. I got a cousin <laughs> that like got that me. Shirt. The, I got a cousin that got me this shirt. Well, so, I am you know. looking for you a T Rex shirt. I almost bought one the other day, <laughs> yeah. um, but it didn't. Well, hold on. Y'all probably still hearing music, ain't you? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Good. good. Praise yeah. the Lord. So. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, since uh, what last week they text that picture of that shirt in, and uh, I think everybody thought of me then after I said what I said. Right? Well, I'm looking for one. I even looked up short arm support groups, uh, <laughs> uh, help can't reach it kind of deal, or um, I've looked up some stuff, some stuff to help you. Yeah. Um, All right, because I love you. Well, I mean, I'm glad you're you're uh, watching out for me. Anyway. Well, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do. The Bible says that he who is fallen from spirituality. Him who is spiritual restores such a one. That's right. That's so right. Um, I don't want your short. I don't want your short arms to become a stumbling block. All right, dude. <laughs> it's not for me, but it sounds like it is for you. You're worried about them. No, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, I wish you would ever said that. I don't think your arms are short. I even told Miss Betty that. I said, I don't. Right. I don't think he has short arms, Miss Betty. And she goes, "What are you talking about?" I said, "He said he had short arms. I don't know." Well, I'm, I mean, six two. Most time, your arms is. Or as long as you are tall, it's well, true. Mine likes it a little bit. So, what about when you're like five two like me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Or you're like negative five two like my mom. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> so, then if you had my arm length, then I guess it'd be all right. Hey, let me ask you this. I mean, like when you grow up a little bit more, um, yeah. and you get a little bit older, yep. and your hair gets a little greater, uh, yeah. like mine. Because I, I have a lot of gray hair. Um, are you going to be one of those that have the stick to pick stuff up out of the garbage? I mean, out of the yard? You better believe it. Do you have one already? I probably, to be honest with you, I don't pick up enough stuff now. Yeah? A lot of times I just mow right over it. Well, that's called the garbage blessing. <laughs> I, I don't know, but anyway. so Then I'll pick it up, whatever, whatever it does after that, then I'll pick it up. So. You know what I wish they'd make? What? I wish they'd make a drone that you could just fly around your yard and it has an arm to it, and well, you can just swing down, and it picks the trash up and takes it to the trash can. I say there's been people that's probably got that in the making right now, maybe. Well, that's one drone I might buy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just... Hannah, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Doing good. All right. And then we got Miss Jamie Excellent in the studio. I still, still a cool name, <laughs> Jamie Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how that's it's French. It's excellent. French. Mm-hmm. You would think it would be like excellent. So it's excellent. No, maybe. I think she said it's just pronounced excellent. Yeah. Right. My family's from Haiti, so it's a Haitian name. Oh, I hear you. Well, I don't know a Haitian accent. I don't know. It's like Josh, can you say a Haitian accent? No, I can't say no <laughs> Haitian accent. Now let me get this right, Hannah. You and Jamie went to school together. Is that correct? Yeah. We were roomies. Well, it started out, actually, we met um, through Delight Ministries on campus. Um, and so, Jesus Jesus has been the common denominator since day one. Hey, that's the best <laughs> common denominator you can have right there. That's the and that's why coffee. we're still, we, yeah, true, coffee. Jesus, so, yep. coffee with Jesus is perfect for Jamie to come attend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that's why, you know, our friendship is still strong, because Jesus is in the center of it. That's right. So. And that's awesome. Jamie just graduated from Campbellsville with a family and marriage degree, correct? Yes. Did I get it right? Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
knew I could do it. Yeah, we I did have it. those classes together too. Yeah, so. we had uh, I think about three classes together. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So what do you what like what do they teach you for a family and marriage degree? Like what kind of classes do you have to take that specialized for it? A lot. <laughs> so I did an area, so a lot of it was I got to pick and choose what areas I wanted to focus in. So I did a lot of, like, educational ministries, um, a lot of, like, ministry applications, mm-hmm. like learning, um, like, like intergenerational ministries was a class I had to take, like learning about the different generations and how to, like, reach those, um, those different generations in the church. I learned a lot about, like, discipleship and, like, community groups, like, what those look like and um small group discipleship uh i learned old testament new testament um the art of reading the bible so like hermeneutics um she lost me at community <laughs> groups i'm still trying to figure out what they are <laughs> now she's throwing hermeneutics out there and i learned a lot something honestly they throw in a lot of like you learned a lot of theology but then you tied into like there's a class parent and child so you learn about the parent and child relationship what the mm. bible says about it discipling your children disciplining your children um and then you can have the marriage you have uh, marriage and singlehood so yes. they go through you know life as a christian as you know a married couple versus as a single person um and there's some more to do with actual marriages and families but there's a lot of it that's you know uh church things and um denominations Mm -hmm. and church history church church theology um yeah it's pretty pretty cool Mm -hmm. that's neat still trying to figure out what community groups are (laughs) (laughs) i'm just just kidding all right well we don't have many announcements besides seven or eight maybe ten um we've got the man up coming may the 25th 6 30 p.m at cross point we have coffee with jesus four o'clock at Help me out with the new name. I just want to keep calling it Victory Heights. I know it because that's what I always knew it as. It's on Victory Heights Drive. Well, then I'm close. Um, But it's called Free Liberty now. Free Liberty yep. Church. 4 p.m. on May 20th. Church behind Taco Bell. That's yes. how we identify churches. Church on the Cross Hill. Point's behind Hardee's. Uh, Free Liberty is behind Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, Bethel is by the Dollar General. <laughs> <laughs> What's Madrid by? Huh? What's Madrid? What What's the closest? How do you identify Madrid? We identify Madrid. Uh, all I normally say is a quarter mile from the intersection to 259. So I don't. Around the turn. There you go. The Everybody turn. knows the turn. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody's listening that's been on 401's probably almost died on the curve before. So <laughs> yeah. everybody knows. They uh, know. They know. So. They know. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, they do. And so, um, let's see. Then we have also the healing conference this weekend at Owensboro. That is going to be Friday night at 7, then Saturday morning at 12. I know Josh Durkee is leading worship. And then there is a guy, brother. Sam Darla? Darla, I think. Darla, I think, is his name. Then we have for our guest this morning. Boy, I'm excited about this. We have... Uh, Josh, why don't you introduce him for well, us? Well, we have uh, Brother Kelly Tucker. He's the pastor of Stennisville Community Church, and actually he's uh, been a friend of mine for a long time, and I just uh, can't wait to have him in here. Now, what's but the I subject you of— you are more excited than I am. Right? What's the subject? <laughs> of what? That Of our interview. What's the subject of it? Well, I, I text Homecomings? him— Homecomings? Well, that's your subject. Oh. You can't, you can't wait to get into the homecoming uh, I just wanna preacher s- part of it. Right? I just want to see how much fried chicken Josh ate at the homecoming after, <laughs> oh, after he preached. Yep. Was that so, your, was that your payment? 
That was it. That was it. So, yeah, I got to eat. I got Josh to eat, don't do so love offering. Good. He does fried chicken. I like this guy a lot. Oh, Me and man. him's kindred spirits in this. And I told him, I said, listen, man, I said, we have a lot of fun on the radio programs, but, I mean, Aaron's probably going to tease you a little bit about me. So I, said, so I said, just go with it. He'll be all right. So, But, no, hey, I do want to make mention of something that's going on at Mount Zion. Okay. On May 27th. Um Actually, starting at 11 o'clock, going to 4 o'clock, uh, it's a youth retreat. It's going to be held at Mount Zion Community Center. It's actually the uh, church that's uh, got it together. It's Cole's Presbyterian Church right down the road from us. Pastor Mark. One, Pastor Brother Mark Stevenson. So uh, that, that day, we're going to have uh, lunch. We'll have a welcome at 11 o'clock, then lunch after that. And then uh, there'll be different ministers throughout the uh, day. Uh, some of the subjects we're going to talk about is uh, I am who God says I am. Mm -hmm. And also I found it all in Jesus. Then uh, also I'll be speaking as well on uh, why God loves us. And uh, Brother Kelly will be uh, ending it that day. And uh, he'll talk about um, God's mercy and his masterpiece. So, mm -hmm. I mean, then there's going to be a youth praise and worship band from Restoration restorations church there at three o'clock so it'll be from 11 to four o'clock on may 27th and i may send this or put it on our uh put it on the box two radio wall that way people can know all about it mm -hmm. so sure i'd like to invite people out so there's going to be different booths booths for people to uh uh there'll be free haircuts uh be live animals be music all day long wow. there'll be free books you know Hannah looked uh, at me when you said haircuts so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care. But no, uh, so anyway, but anybody, youth, uh, 10 and up, if uh, under 10, I think they ask for, you know, to have some kind of chaperone or whatever. But I mean, we, all ages are welcome because, like I said, this will be geared to all children. So we'd like to invite each and everyone out that would like to come. Hmm. So, sounding all right. Yeah, I like it. Did you, is there an age limit on the free haircuts? <laughs> <laughs> no, no age limit. So come on out. Hey, can I give you a haircut? Yeah, I don't care a bit. All right, then. <laughs> can you do one? <laughs> no. I, you'll be, you'll be your experiment? It'll be just like mine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. I love it. You just have to explain it to my wife. <laughs> no. So I, I, I saw a video the other day where somebody got paid a $500 to shave their head. And I was like, $500? I'll shave my head for five. Just bring it on. I, I mean, like, you. goodness gracious. You. And so I don't mind my hair shaved at all. This morning I woke up, and this is a true story. I'm glad that my body wakes itself up. Because yeah. last night when I set my alarm, I set it for 620. And I woke up this morning, and it was well past 6.20, and my alarm was set for 6.20 p.m. Wow. And so I'm just really glad my body woke up naturally. But see, if I didn't have no hair, I didn't have to worry about anything. Man, oh, man. I hear you. That's so now you I'm wearing this hat. That's why you got a hat on this morning. It man. is why I'm wearing a hat, because I woke up late. <laughs> man, oh, man. And so, and it, but it wasn't, it wasn't my fault. It was the, it was the phone. Yep. I'm pretty sure the enemy switched it from AM to PM. Hey, it's never our fault. It's always something else, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm almost certain that's what happened. I yeah, can't we, confirm it. but We talked about that this morning. Yes, we did. Uh, Jamie spilled coffee all over her outfit. And, you know, she's like, oh, enemy tested me. And then we were both like, hmm, is that the enemy or is that, is that <laughs> just that's, that's, Yeah, I hear you. I, that's good. That's good. I think we get a lot of credit to the enemy when it really ain't the enemy's fault sometimes, right? Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure the enemy was in my cell phone. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost certain. 
I'm about 36% sure. All right, then. All right. Well, we are in John chapter 8, starting in verse 48. Um, So Jesus is letting them have it and saying, Your father is the devil. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not, well, that thou art a Samaritan and has a devil. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and you do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep me keep my saying, he shall never see death. So he is still on this coming at him. Like he's not backing up. He says, I have not a devil. And because they, they keep talking about this whole devil thing. And they keep talking about how he has a devil. They keep talking about how he uh, is driving out devils by de- the devil and all these other things. And he says, look. I am not a devil, but I honor my father. Like he said, I'm just doing what my God tells me to do. I'm honored yep. him. I'm pursuing him. He he keeps, he's he's going back to the whole conversation in this whole chapter about, you don't know my father. Right. Like you say you know my father, but if you knew my father, you would love me. And he's still there. He says, I love my, I honor my father and you do dishonor me. And in essence, what he's doing, if you dishonor me, you dishonor my father. Because I'm honoring my father. And so if you're not willing to honor me, you're really not willing to honor my father. Yeah. And that's what Jesus is trying to get him to understand. Right. And he says, because I seek not my own glory. Like he's saying the reason that it's such a big deal is I'm honoring my father. I'm not seeking after my own will. So if you're dishonoring me, you're not dishonoring me. You're dishonoring the father because I'm not doing my own will. Right. I'm doing what he wants me to do. And man, what if the what if the church had that kind of mindset? I'm not here. Well, it goes back to that. I think, brother Aaron, Al, the whole time he's trying to really show people who he was. And I think that in this time and age, it of course has been actually since the church, mm-hmm. we're trying to show people who Jesus really is. Yeah. And if we don't have Jesus right here for people to see, because so many people, if they don't see it, it's hard for them to believe it. Mm-hmm. See, but in a, so we're trying in this day that we're living in, or no matter when we where we're at or what we do, we're trying to show people who Jesus is through our life. Mm-hmm. Yes, but so many people show it in different ways, and there's you know we all, we know that Jesus said He's the way, the truth, and the life. So he, there's only one way to get to Him. All right. So we know by the fruits that people bear if they are really, you know. It, Showing people who Jesus really is mm-hmm. by the fruit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Good stuff, uh, Hannah. You got Jamie. You got anything before we move on? Um, I I agree with what you said, Josh. Um, I think that we are testimonies, and God working in our lives. Um, it can be powerful and to show build people's faith. Mm-hmm. And I don't even just mean like healings and like. Um, huge financial breakthrough, right. things like that. But even the small things of yes. people who know us and walk life with us and see the way that God has answered our prayers and see the way that God interacts with us. And yeah. maybe if we've been, you know, believing for a raise or something, like a, not even a huge one, but just right. we, we've been scraping by and, you know, we get a raise that we've prayed for consistently. That's like you know, things like that, but then they also see the next thing that God does and the way that he shows himself through us. Like, I just think that 
seeing God being active in our life, not yeah. not only what he gives us, but even what he does through us, how he changes our personality. He changes our attitudes. If we used to have, I know Brother Greg talks about a lot, he used to struggle with anger a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure that the people that knew him when he used to be really, really angry and see him now are yeah. like, wow, like how, how do you, how can you change that? How can you do a full turnaround like that? And so people seeing that in our lives, I think, helps them to to see the father to see jesus yeah, yeah. right yeah because the ultimate goal would be jesus saying if you've seen me you've seen the father yep and that would be the ultimate goal of the church is if you've seen us you've seen the father because we're reflecting him in the earth yeah. yep. mm-hmm. and um we're never supposed to reflect each other that's what james talks about where I, I look in that mirror which is jesus he's my standard and he's the one that i want to be like yeah yep. and um and so often we look into each other's mirrors and try to be like each other, but that's not what we're called to do because Romans tells us that we are foreknew, and because we are foreknown, we are predestined, and we're predestined to be conformed in the image of the Son. That's right. That's the hope. That's the whole predestination issue is that we're predestined to be conformed in the image of the Son. Amen. And so if we're conformed to the image of the Son, we're in essence conformed in the image of the Father because they are one. And that's what Jesus is saying in John chapter 17. Father, I pray for them to become one, but then they become one with us as I am with you. That's it. And so, and then Peter would say partakers of the divine nature, that we are to learn to be partakers of the divine nature, giving up all the other stuff, but letting virtue and faith and all these good things come about because that is the Father's image. Amen. Amen. And so um, I think this is what our pursuit should be is not our own glory, but his glory and that everything we should do would bring light to him, not to us. Yes. Right. And yeah. uh, that's what Jason Upton was saying in his song uh, a long time ago called Dying Star. Yeah. And he said, how can they see us if, how can they see you if all they see is us? Wow. Yeah. And um, I thought that was a really strong statement. But <clears throat> Dying to self. Wasn't yeah. that Amen. Brother Billy's like focus that he was talking yeah. about? Yep. Dying to self. He must increase, I must decrease. Yes. And I mean, that's just been something that's been the motto of our church, to be honest with you, since he started this back in actually late November. I mean, actually every service we have, we have, you know, two or three services a week or whatever, we uh, kind of focus back to that. Yeah, you know, and it's it's been it's been amazing just to realize some of the, it's not really it's simple to know some of those scriptures, mm-hmm. yeah. but a lot of times it's not easy for us, and that's why it's not easy for us because we try us to do it, mm-hmm. yeah, to live it, mm-hmm. and so we're getting back to the point of where, hey, if it ain't Jesus, we don't want it. Mm-hmm. If it ain't yeah. him, we don't want it. So yeah, yeah, and that dying to self is more than just not sinning that's it it's dying to our desires yep. it's yeah. to dying to our wants what Amen. we think life should be how we think church should go how we think this should happen and right. that's not always easy mm-hmm. um, yep. that's uh-huh. not always easy at all yeah it's really being more focused on others than yeah. yourself like just not focusing so much on yourself and being so self-absorbed um, you got it. and focusing on him yep mm-hmm and I think that's why the scripture over and over reiterates, um, humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you're humbling yourself, uh, one preacher said that hum- humility is not thinking less of yourself. Humility is thinking of yourself less often. Yeah. Come on. And um, because that we've really we've preached humility as 
you're just degrading yourself so that you amount to nothing. But the Lord don't see you as nothing because he created you. And That's he, right. And you're wonderfully and fearfully created in his image. Yep. And so you you have inherent worth because who created you? Mm. Not because of what you do, but who created you? Yeah. Because I'm my dad's kid. And when you're yeah. dad's kid, you got to stop degrading yourself and you start living according to your dad's will. And then that's what gives you value. But if we always degrade ourselves, we never think we're worth anything. And I think there's a sweet balance because you never want to come in like fascination with yourself. But you got to stop thinking you're you're trash and you can't do nothing either. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's what the enemy wants us to do. It's yeah. called false humility. That's right. And, uh, and I, it's like, I used to say when I was younger, because somebody told me I was supposed to, that if somebody comes up to you after service and say, good sermon that you're supposed to give this whole spiel about how it wasn't you and it was the Lord and you didn't say anything. And I, I agree with that hundred percent. Like, I don't know how I speak for 45 minutes cause I'll have notes and, and I don't even know what I'm going to say half the time when I get up there. Yeah. All right. So I know it was the Lord, but also God's gifted us to do certain things. Amen. So when Hannah goes, sings a song, it is Hannah's gifting that God's given her. Right. Hannah's doing it under the anointing of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I think whenever we we have this false humility where it's almost like it's almost turned into a prideful thing. Yeah. Not to have, you know, um, this, well, thank you. Like, so what I did is I changed and I just say, thank you. Cause I know the Lord's given whatever, whatever good things come comes from the Lord. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I've, I've seen people like almost treated as pride to have false humility. And it's like, it's a measure. It's a badge to wear now. Cause right. I'm going to make sure everybody knows I'm trash and I'm worthless and I'm all this. And at the end of the day, like we're not like God's made us. So if we call ourselves trash and we say we call ourselves worthless, then we're basically looking in the eye and saying your creation is worthless and your creation is trash. Come on now. And I don't think that's the I don't think that's what humility is. I think humility is if I have a glass of water that's full. Jamie has a glass of water that's empty and we're both thirsting to death. I give her half of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and because I'm thinking of myself less often. When uh, you talked about being made in the image, it brought back to me this past weekend we was able to go to a uh, to a cast and crowns, but we are messengers was also there at mm-hmm. the concert Beaverdam, and they sang a song that says "Made in the image of God." And well, anyway, when they sang that, he was like, "Come on, everybody, stand up, and get it. Let's declare this. Let's declare that." But I mean, it's just something about. When everybody was talking about and singing that song, made in the image of God, it's just something that was very special to hear everybody saying, hey, we're made in the image of God. And now he said, and and he even went to preach a little bit and, or speak, and he said, I'm not just here to um, tickle your ears or do this. And said, why are we here? We're here to uplift Jesus and, you know, you know, some... And there was uh, even somebody in the crowd down there close that was kind of raising their hands. And he kind of pointed her out. And he said, listen, I need everybody that will around her that will to put your hand on her and pray for her. I mean, in a place that probably had four or 5,000. It was an amphitheater. And, I mean, a place that had probably had four or 5,000 there. And all of a sudden, this he seen the humbleness in this one that was worshiping the Lord. And he called people out and said, listen, let's uh, pray for her right now. Let's pray mm-hmm. for her right now. So Yeah. Ooh, I like that you brought that up. So. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of people think, oh, if, if that person's raising their hands and praising, then they're trying to draw attention to themselves. I've heard yeah. people say that to me. Oh, they're just trying to get attention. Oh, this. But actually, if that person has a right heart and is focusing on the Lord, 
more than they're focusing on themselves and what people think about them, actually they're the one that's being more humble. Yeah. That's it. Amen. Because mm-hmm. they're focused on the Father. They're not focused on anything else. They're not focused on what people think about them. Yeah. That's it. So that they're actually showing more humility than the ones who are just sitting with their arms crossed trying That's not right. to draw attention to themselves. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see here. We got a little bit more time to run farther. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so he basically is telling him, I seek not my own glory. And there is one that judgeth and one that seeketh. Uh, I love that because we've been on this a lot. And I don't know why the Lord keeps on like highlighting this for me, but how much, you know, w- we keep on hearing you need to seek the Lord, but we keep forgetting that the Lord seeks us as well. Sure. And that a lot of this initiation is the Lord seeking us. So like I've said a lot lately, if you go back to the parable son and you look at those whole stories, the father seeking the son because he's sitting there diligently waiting like he yep. is prepared. He is mentally, he is physically, he is emotionally prepared for the son to come home. Yep. And I believe every day he's waiting because he didn't miss it when the father came. I mean, right. when the son when came, the son he was came. already searching. Yep. And then when the woman lost the coin, who's the one that swept the house? Come on, The now. woman. Yep. Because she lost her coin. Yep. And then who's the shepherd? The shepherd when he lost the sheep. Who went after the sheep? Did the sheep go after the shepherd or the shepherd go after the sheep? Yeah, and then uh, actually when you preached that, I think that one Wednesday night mm-hmm. I was listening to it. And I like how you brought that up, how it seemed like every, each, that whole chapter was about that one. Mm-hmm. It was about that one. And then I think you were saying something about how the father was waiting for his son to come home. I mean, he just, to be honest with you, he f- felt in his life that, hey, he's going to come home one day. He didn't necessarily always go out there, but he was expecting. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was expecting. Yep. So, I mean, we can expect things to happen if we believe in our heart and we know that Jesus is going to be the one that bring it in, yeah, we yep. know that we can expect that. Yep. And it's like the father may have been doing his business, but he always had that one eye turned. That's like, it. Like, because he's seeking, he's yeah. he's searching, and he knows the son's coming home. He knows it. He's and done. I mean, you, you said that, talk about how he was always had that one eye kind of looking. As like everybody says, how can I pray without ceasing? Well, you can still go about your day working and still mm-hmm. still be praying or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so. So, um, so Jesus is saying, there's one that seeketh and judgeth and truly, truly, I say unto you, if a man keeps my saying, he shall never see death. Yeah. And so, um, that's, I mean, that's just, it's an incredible spiritual principle and it's not saying that they're never going to die naturally. It's saying that they're going to find a place in him where they never die spiritually again. Mm. And that they're going to live forever and that there's going to be eternal bliss and shalom. And he was talking to them here and he said saying, but actually I got a footnote on the saying part. It says a word. Mm-hmm. So for us, it wasn't there. Oh, he's speaking to them. No, keep my word. This is for me and you too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is for all of us, all right? Yeah. His yeah. word. His we've, word. We've never so. been given permission not to keep his word. Come on now. And so. That's right. Hallelujah. Well, I guess it's time for our first trivia question of the morning. And then let me see here. Let me pull that up. And I think we're well on our way to this, the two-week drawing this Friday. And so we're excited for that. Tuesday question number one, sponsored by the Sicilian Bank. What judge built an altar and called it Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace? What judge built an altar and called it Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord 
is peace. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we are back. Still don't have an answer for that first trivia question. I'll read it again, but actually I'll hold it because I'm in the producing room this morning and I can't answer while on the air. So I'll hold it till the next break and we'll give her a good shot then. Amen. All right. If you have any engagement, any questions you want us to answer, anything you want us to cover, please don't hesitate to text my number, 270-230-6337. Also, don't forget from 930 to 10 on Wednesday mornings is live prayer on the radio. Miss Hannah and Miss Mary take care of that. So on those times, you'll be able to call in um, to the station and get your prayer request in, or you can text me and I'll send it on to them. Also, on our new app, if you don't have it, you can go to Tidely Church app on your app store, download that search box to type that in, search it, tap it, change it, never have to do it again. Hallelujah. Tidely Church app, search box to change it, never do it again. Um, and so, and uh, <clears throat> excuse, I'm sorry. It's, for, a, it's an awesome app, too. I want to mm-hmm. say whoever put the work into it. I mean, it's, pre, it's pretty amazing how the different things, because actually I was, uh, was there. I even uh, done a podcast of one of Brother God Aaron's uh, sermons here a while back, and uh, mm-hmm. I was doing something there in the kitchen or whatever, and I just had it on playing while, while I was uh, doing whatever, so uh, it's pretty awesome. That's it awesome. Is. I'm so. glad that people are listening you, to the sermons. You, There's actually, got, there's quite a few people that reached out and have asked um, for us to upload you know, consistently have sermons yeah. uploaded for people who aren't able to be here because there's a lot of people make who sure want to be know. here, but they're at other services or but they still want to hear yeah. the sermon, and so that's a really cool tool. Um, and I really love the events page. Well, um, it you, even Ms. gives you yeah, like you the much. maps. Like you click on the location and it takes you straight to your your GPS. Yep. Yeah. So um, for us. Coffee with Jesus again, our speaker is Kay Cottrell, um, and that'll be at Free Liberty Church um, Saturday, May twentieth okay. at four p.m. All right. Thank you, Miss Gail. Really and appreciate then, it. Of course, we have uh, Man Up again. It'll be at Cross Point Church Thursday, May 25th at 630. Sounds awesome. But, I mean, yeah. So, And the reason I asked uh, Aaron the question last week when y'all was uh, talking about it was um, I've uh, when you meet people out, you'll talk about uh, – you'll get to talking about the Lord and different things like that. And I'll say, man, I just uh, – Wish I could hear you. I said, well, you can. <laughs> and I'd say something like, me and my pastor, we have a uh, program on the radio. Hey, if you want this app, download it and this or that. So that's why I kind of asked the question uh, for those people that maybe I ain't ever seen again in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they will uh, have the opportunity to uh, keep the old app for a while before they have a period of time before they download the new one. So mm-hmm. he said they're going to keep it around another month or so mm-hmm. then before they uh, get rid of that. So. And what time is your all's program? On Sunday mornings, we're at 7.30. So okay. we're early. So early birds. Mo- most of y'all are probably in the bed, but anyway, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> so I know Aaron ain't because I see him come in and out of here. So anyway, so. So uh, is that um, Brother Billy or is there you and then Brother Billy? Well, we switch out every other week. Okay. So what happens is actually he has the first Sunday, the third, and the fifth. And I always do the second and fourth. Who has oh. the sixth? Huh? In a month, <laughs> if you get if you get a Sunday with six in it, you let me know. All right, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> well, see, sometimes he, he uh, see you only have three or four or fifth Sundays in a, in a year, so sometimes he'll say you got it in the morning. I'll say uh, I will if you want, but it's fifth Sunday, so it'll be your turn. He said, "Well, 
Go ahead. So sometimes we'll switch <laughs> up or whatever. So, so 7.30 on Sundays. 7.30 Sunday morning. So. There's, there's, you've grown a fan base, Josh. Well, there's, there's a lot of listeners who enjoy hearing you on well, Tuesday. I, I mean, I just uh, I know it's I enjoy <laughs> being here. I really do. So. I know we but, get off subject uh, sometimes, but that's... They that's better right. back off because I'm Josh's number one fan. <laughs> I will say, but. there's a lot of talk about food. A lot. <laughs> Whoa. When do we talk about food? Uh, I missed that. Man, huh? Honestly, I missed the food. I feel like Mondays are more talking about food. I'm hungry. I'll talk about food if I need to because <laughs> it's like uh, there was one movie that they had to eat by imagination. So oh I, can, I can imagine a bacon, egg, and cheese from one of the stores. They yeah. told me to quit naming stores and products. So I'm not supposed to do that. Well, uh, speaking of food, does Josh have a manna Monday to share man, with us today? Oh man, oh man, I got I think, a manna Monday. I think the last time you might have forgot. Well, well, we didn't forget. We just were saying other things, and we just, yeah. um, you know, so. Well, I was anyway. missing. I missed it. <laughs> but, yeah, I've got a manna on Monday. So, for you guys that are kind of new, maybe, I hope you got new listeners this morning, but um, every uh, Monday I try to put out something on Facebook, and uh, Brother Aaron allows me to read Fox it on Tuesday morning, so. Uh, we ain't decided. We still call it man on Not Monday, yet. but really it's Tuesday. So <laughs> anyway, but I'm going to Philippians one six this morning, and uh, I'm going to talk about being confident of this very thing that He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So I started out with a question: Who believes you are a work in progress? I know I can raise my hand, and I can, and I am confident we all feel probably the same way. When my life with Jesus started, I began to feel stronger and better than I ever have before. There's been times in our walk with Christ that caused us to reach or go towards Him in a greater way. Many people are under the impression that the work began in us is by another person. But knowing Jesus not only began a good work in you, but is able to continue to perform it in other day, day after day allows us to understand the importance of fully trusting in His will for our lives. We often judge our character by the performance of a certain job or task. There comes a time when the show or performance is over. But the thing about it is, this is not a show. This is a real-life situation that is going to be completed by Jesus, but performed by you. Mm-hmm. Be strong, stay strong, and we strong. So I always like to try to build confidence in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, for them to know who they are. Mm-hmm. I encourage you, you know, a lot of times there at Madrid will have testimony time. And people will have an opportunity to share their testimony. And I often say, listen, everybody needs to be sharing their testimony. Yes. I say, because you're going to be able to affect people. I mean, everybody in here, all four of us, we probably got some kind of different testimony. Even though it's about the same Jesus, our testimonies are going to be different. Yeah. Well, and to be honest with you, you're going to be able to affect people better than I can with my testimony. So that's why it's important for everybody to be confident in what the Lord started in them. Mm -hmm. And they share with others, say, hey, this is what the Lord can do for me. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I've said it on here before, to be honest with you. I've had people that were alcoholics, people that were drug addicts, pretty much look at me and say, you don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. It's hard for you to even help me. Have you ever, and I was like, listen, I haven't. I haven't ever had no problem like that. I've never tasted it. I've never, I've never, you know, even inhaled no illegal drug or nothing like that. But still yet, I've had things that were wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that I'm better than thou or nothing like that. But they just honestly told me, I mean, nothing, nothing bad or nothing. They just mm-hmm. said, 
it's just hard for you to relate to me because you've never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's people that have been, so let's reach out to them then and see what they say. Yeah. You know, because it, they point to the same Jesus. Yeah. And they say it's easy for you to say Jesus can do this or Jesus can do that, but, I mean, he didn't do that for you because he didn't have it. And I said, I praise the Lord that I didn't. Yeah. But still yet, I had my faults and failures. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, hopefully that inspired them to, you know, set a new path for their children so that their children don't yeah. have to experience that and yeah. their children yeah. can grow up the way that you did. And I and I think that probably as adults and people raising kids, you don't really, you always want better for your child. Mm-hmm. No matter how, you always want better for your child. So I do understand maybe not really keeping it, but not really tell them everything about what you've done in your past. <laughs> but I'm one that says, hey, listen, I don't want to hold my kid to a higher standard than what, what I could ever reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, because sometimes I believe that's what adults do. They're trying to put more on their children than, hey, we were kids one time too. And yeah. we messed up before too. But mm-hmm. it's like we're holding them to a higher standard than what we could even do. Mm-hmm. But if we always point our standard or our priorities to Jesus, Jesus. and then let him take care of it. Let him Amen. do it. So, Changes I mean, everything. Yeah. Because even, in, even right here, you know, of course, got the Christian school here. A lot of times you would hear people say, oh, you go to a Christian school. Oh, you got this mm-hmm. or, yeah. But think about it is there were still people in our school at the time that, you know, they were, they were pretty, some of them pretty wild. wild. They were. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just the facts. The wheat and the tear. So, and you, you know, even it, it hurts me sometimes to know that even some of the, some of the ones that I went to school with, even though they know because they were here, they know the truth, but they're not living it out. They're not allowing him to, they're not allowing that confidence we're talking about to take over in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that confidence is the Holy Ghost. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, Amen. that inspires you. He said, I, if I don't go away, the comforter cannot come. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. comforter is the Holy Ghost. And I'm thankful yeah. for the comforter this morning. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Good stuff. I like it um, because we all need the the unfortunate thing is that we've made the Holy Ghost nothing more than speaking in tongues and mm-hmm. shouting and dancing and excitement and exuberance. Yeah, but the Holy Ghost is all of that. But it's he's a whole lot. It's more. a whole lot more. Yeah, so yeah. He is a whole lot more, and he will sanctify us. He will lead us into all truth. He will prepare us. He will he will help us in the conforming us into the image of the Son. He yeah. will convict us. He will sit with us. He will walk with us. He will say, put that fork down, put that computer down. Uh, don't say that. That, that. that happens to me a lot. Um, don't buy that. Don't buy that. <laughs> uh, I wish my wife would get that more. Uh, <laughs> and so, but I mean, like one of the things he does, I know one of the things he does most of me is, and I've heard a lot of preachers say it, like, well, I just have no filter. I'm just, if it's come to my brain, I'm going to say it because I believe it's going to be the Holy Ghost using me to do it. And I just disagree. I think the enemy's. The play yeah. your 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 mind is the pl- enemy's playground, like yeah. without a doubt. And I think that the Holy Ghost, for me, more than anything, is a filter, because I don't say about a third of what I want to say sometimes. Yeah. And because I'm always filtering, like, well, is this going to be Christ edifying? Is this going to be godly? Uh, is this perverse speech? Is this a um, something that's going to hurt my reputation, not build it? And people, why do you care about your reputation? Because the Bible tells us to. I mean, whenever you're leaders and whenever you're leaders in the body of Christ, That's Timothy right. and Titus both tells you to be concerned about your reputation. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're just prideful. No, I'm being scriptural. Like, yeah. 
And I don't want something to come out of my mouth that's going to hurt my reputation. That's right. That's why it's important for us to represent Jesus. That's right. I mean, I know this started back, I remember in school, the WWJD uh, bracelets and all that. I mean, there was a period of time where we wore them all the time. And I mean, you know, but that's a concept that actually we think about. Mm-hmm. We think about. Our, you know, I can still, the song that Big Tent Revival done back in the day, What Would Jesus Do? Walking in My Shoes, Going to My Job. You know, and it's just, you know, that's, even though it was, um, I guess you can call it a fad there for a minute, because everybody wore them. Mm-hmm. And you knew, to be honest with you, everybody that was wearing those bracelets, everybody that was wearing those shirts, wasn't really doing what those things said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's his truth. I mean, there ain't no way around it. So it's just, it's a catchy thing, but still yet, they're always going to remember, hey, that time when that was. Of course, yeah. I've seen people with them on now. But it's probably not as much as it was at one time. Did you have anybody come up to you and say, what would Josh do? No. <laughs> hey, a quick story real quick. I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm up for stories. Best. I'm all up for stories. I I was told by someone that I uh, went to school with. They were a few years older than me. Uh-huh. They worked a public job during school with other kids his age, teenagers, 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. But he's a few years older than me. And they knew where he went to church and everything and talk about you. But the other kids, they they had no filter. They had no uh, this, whatever. And my wife just texted to me as I'm saying it right now. <laughs> but they made him a bracelet that said WWRMD. What would Ron Miller do? Because, well. hey, and that was a good thing. I mean, that was good because <laughs> but what it was, though, people out there more or less was to be honest with you, he was making fun of him. Sure. I mean, that's just a simple thing. And, of course, he kept his integrity. He kept, you know, he tried to say, no, no, no. And they's like, yeah, we've heard, you know, you know how people hear stuff. And people, a lot of things that people hear, it's not even true. You know, but they did. They kind of poked fun of him and made him a WWRMD bracelet. Well, I hope, what we're running military. hope nobody ever does make a WWAW <laughs> <laughs> that don't sound as good A-W-D. as AWD. <laughs> because I would tell them, well, Aaron Wilson would smack you in the face for making fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, but to be able to stand during that time or whatever, I mean, to be a 16, 17-year-old, I mean, that was somebody that sure I looked it was. up to. Sure. And, I mean, he was just a very vital part in our, in our youth class at that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember there being a uh, – I don't know if you've heard this before, Hannah, but uh, there used to be a program called Teen Talk. We I remember. It, hey, we had it from there. I'm not that old, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, we had it, and actually when they started, I wasn't part of the host. There's like four or five of them, but I was always engaging with them a little bit. But uh, there was one particular one that was like over it, and then they would do like a top 10 songs of the month or something like worship songs and things like that. And they started, Brother Aaron, from 10 to 12. Then they found out real quick. This is the night, though. They found out real quick, well, that's a little too long. Let's shorten this thing up a little bit. You know, <laughs> but, I mean, just the people that at that particular moment, it probably, you know, didn't last forever. No, because it's not on now. But it probably did last six months or a year. And so, I mean, at that particular So could time, we have pretty good. conversation with Gen Z or something? <laughs> I mean, I guess. So, I mean, if you had people that would uh, come in and do that. I mean, because it was good for, because even though probably there was people that tuned in, Hannah, that 
actually probably was like, oh, what are they going to say today? Oh, what are they going to talk about today? What are they going to do tonight or whatever? But still yet, at that particular time, they tuned in a minute anyway. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, what so. we do when we come in here. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we get people to interact, and, you know, and they kind of, yeah. you know, uh, get us going. But anyway, yeah. so I just, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking about how different times in our life we remember because I think it was like a, like a, a milestone for us to remember to keep going. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. Well, Josh, I got an important question for you. What do you got? What do you call a band of berries practicing music? We got it. A jam session. <laughs> <laughs> I like good. it. Well, that, uh, is that Joey or Jacob? That's Joey. All right. That one's Joey. And Miss Megan Sosh got the answer to that trivia question, which was Gideon. Let me read that question again here. I'm going to stretch in my long arms. Um, what judge built an altar and called it Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace? It was Gideon, Judges 624. Miss Megan got that right. And, um, yep, looks like Joey got his name twice in there. Miss Megan's got her name twice. Um, so they're really trying to give all the things. Emery is going to be next to get her name in twice. <laughs> and so I kind of like it because you ever feel like maybe they're in competition with each other yeah. to see are. who's going to oh, get yeah. that? I think so, too. And yeah. so and I know um, Emery, she may be in the car. And during the break, I'm going to play her favorite song for her. She's listening. Um, and that's I know her favorite, one of her favorite songs is Lion. Lion. And yeah. so I'm going to play that during the break here in about seven minutes. And if she's listening, she can rock out to that. And Amen. so she, she fell and hit her head not too long ago, and she had a staple in her head. She comes up to me at church, and so serious. She goes, hey, Aaron, Aaron. And I said, yeah. She goes, I got a staple in my head. I said, do you want to put one on your dad's head to make you all match? She goes, no, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> She's very protective over her baby. She goes, it's okay. We don't need to match. Um, it was really sweet. But. She's one anointed kid, I'll tell you that. I'm ready to hear one of her new messages from the Lord. I know. <laughs> she has some messages she preaches on Facebook. That's awesome. They're That's good. Awesome. There you go. All righty. Well, we have been covering some things. Um, we got some questions yesterday. We didn't get through all of them, so we're going to cover another one. Were the people in Matthew 27, 25 through 24, I'm sorry, 24 through 25, guilty of blasphemy against the Holy Ghost? So let's go to Matthew 27. 24 and 25. I'm going to go to my ESV version here for a second. Matthew, what was it, 24? Yep. Chapter 27. 27. I was thinking, I was like, that, 25. Yeah, that's right. 27. Well, I, I keep pushing 22. All right. Tw I did it again. 24 through I, 25, you said? Yeah. If you got it, you can read you it. read it? Yeah. Okay. I have ESV up. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. <clears throat> all right. Well, I, I personally don't believe these people blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, uh, I've done some research into the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and I'll tell you what I believe it is at this point, and then anybody in the room can disagree with me and tell me what you believe, and you all are probably right, and I'm wrong. Uh, I'll go with that. And because I really don't know, like, we're just piecing it together. Whenever we heard in Matthew earlier Jesus talking about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, it's because he was driving out demons 
by the Spirit of God, but they said he was doing the work of God by demons. And so I believe the we, we've been taught for a long time blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is when you die without Christ. I don't believe that's true. I don't think that's what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is. I think it's whenever we call the work of God the work of Satan. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's whenever we are declaring things that God's doing mm-hmm. and saying Satan is doing them. And that's what the context of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit was there. So if that's what the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit was in there, I believe that's not what they're doing here, though. Because basically Pilate's saying, look, I washed my hands of this. I'm not doing it. If you all want to kill him, you can kill him. But they weren't really screaming like devil, devil, devil. They just wanted him dead. And now the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were screaming blasphemy. So you could have an argument for them, but the average person out there, I think they were just caught up in the crowd. And there was not really an intentionality to it. They're in the mob mindset at that point. Right. And I think a lot of these people in the mob mindset actually was probably part of the 8,000 that come to Christ just a few weeks later. And so I don't think they were blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I think that they were just caught up in emotionalism. They was caught up with the stream. They were deceived. They were being lied to. Their eyes were blinded. And I believe they were sinning. And I believe they were very sinful at this moment. Yeah. But I don't believe they were blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I actually think the blaspheming the Holy Spirit is very rare. And I don't think it's like... I don't think it's if you say you don't believe in tongues or something like that. I just don't think that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. I think it's a lot of intentionality to try to say there that Jesus isn't doing this, that God's not doing it, that Satan is, and that God is Satan, basically. And and I just I just don't think that's what they're doing here. Well, I mean, what would you say about those who are, you know, working for the enemy? I mean, I feel like they would be blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Like like people who practice witchcraft and people who I mean what what would you say about that well I think that it's got to be a bigger thing than that because I think if you look at the context of where Jesus dealt with this is that they were saying he was driving out spirits by Beelzebub and so they were actually taken away from Jesus divinity and they were taken away from his relationship to the father and they were purposefully and intentionally doing it to undercut and to undermine what he's doing and they did it with malice and hate in their heart. Um, I believe that your closest other example in New Testament history is Ananias and Sapphira, and I think they died. Mm-hmm. Because I think Satan filled their heart, and they lied to the Holy Spirit. They were actively working against the Holy Spirit. They denied him. They rejected him. They, were, they knew him, but they rejected him. And I believe they blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. I believe that they lied. I think they lied about everything going on. They lied about the work of God. They lied about what they were given because it was never about them not giving all this stuff. It was the fact they lied, and the Bible said Satan had filled their heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it's just because we're in sin or we're walking in mm-hmm. sin. I think it's whenever we proactively work against him and reject him. And uh, because the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they had him right in front of them. And they even said they knew these works come from God. Like, that's what Nicodemus said. And Nicodemus basically was speaking on behalf of the Pharisees and the Sadducees behind the scenes. Like, he was in he was in the room, so he yeah. knew what they were saying. Right. So there's a knowledge that comes along. I think so. I think you've got to know him. I, I mean, not know him. I think you've got to know about him. I think you have to have the truth revealed to you. Yeah. I think that, for me, I think it's a Hebrew 6 people yeah. who has partook, tasted, um, walked in the blessings— but then they utterly reject the faith. 
Wow. And I think yep. that, and it says it's almost, it's impossible to renew them again to repentance. Yep. I think that would be your kind of people who's starting to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And yeah. go ahead, Josh. I'm, no, I know we're getting ready to go to break, but I mean, you're fine. be a question to think about while we go to break or whatever. But I just had a question that said, is pretending to speak in tongues and saying you have the Holy Ghost blaspheming? I think it's dangerous. Because um, I've heard people say what you said a while ago. I've heard one uh, person say before, said it's, it would be hard for them to think because they don't believe it. Said you can't really blaspheme the Holy Ghost if you've never had it. Yeah. That's what I've heard somebody say to me before. I would I would need to think about that a little bit more. Yeah. But I, I think it depends. I would be prone to side with it. Yeah. But I'd have to, for me, because now we're going to get nerdy for a minute. Like I no, try not to nerd out, but... I think I'd have to unpack what we mean by have him. Yeah. Are we baptized in him? Are we endued by him? Has he been given? Is it, is it, is he, has he been given to us in the new birth? I mean, yeah. like, what is this having him? And I just unpack what's defined there. Well, I think that a lot of people that grow up and were grow up in church, I think there's too many people that grow up in church that really never had a true relationship with sure. him and just know how to do by the actions yeah. because of yeah. what they've seen. Yeah, you know they've seen people do this, they've seen people do that. But really, if you uh, if you ask them, all right, tell me about your testimony. Tell me about when the Lord come to your heart. Tell me about then they look at you like, I'll be honest with you. I asked the kids this the other day at church. You know, I've got anywhere from, and I know this is a wide range, but I, we've got kids from five year old to seventeen. And I asked some of the older ones. I said, tell me about your testimony. When the Lord come to your heart? Did He come to your heart? Does He live in you? It's like they all looked at me like, I said, well, if you can't tell me when he come to your heart, guess what? He probably ain't there. Mm -hmm. That's what I just told him. I said, look, if you can't tell me about the experience you had when the Lord come to your heart, you probably ain't got him. So, yeah. Well, um, I would, let me say this and then we'll move on and come. We can revisit it after the break. But I do believe that. I don't want to put just because you say something stupid or you act stupid because some of that's done in ignorance and not understanding the the right. magnitude of it. I think to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, there's going to have to be a proactive, intentional pursuit to undermine the divinity of Jesus and who he is. And you can only do that by rejecting the Holy Spirit who reveals him hmm. or making mocking or lying or something of that re- regard. So I, I would... I don't know if I want to go down. I don't know. I'd have to unpack this a little bit more because I think we could do great danger to people too. Yeah. Cause I know when I was in Africa, there was a security guard who heard the gospel while I was preaching to other people and he was weeping. And I go up to him and I say, you want, I mean, do you want to be born again? He said, I can't, I blasphemed the Holy spirit before. If you've really blasphemed the Holy spirit, you have no desire to ever be born again. I was going to say it. You're that done. Right there, I don't think he'd ever be broken. Yes, Lord but somebody had told him he has. Right. So that's where I don't. I, I don't want to give specific examples because I'm not God, and I don't know where that line is after they pass. I just think it's a principle that he's taught that we cannot lie, um, or we cannot accredit the enemy's work or God's work and get them confused and proactively try to diminish or undermine the divinity of Jesus. And I think if we have a pursuit in that then I think we're walking a fine line that we don't know where that crossover is. And I think we need to stay as far away from it as possible. But I think you can only do that when you do understand that he's sent from God. 
I don't yeah. think it's. I think if a like when a when an Islamic person who's never really heard the gospel says something about Jesus, I think it's different than when somebody who's grown up in church their whole life and knows the gospel say something about Jesus. Okay, that's just my personal opinion because they don't know. There's ignorance there yet, but whenever we've grown up in the truth and we reject the truth, I think Hebrews six and a couple other scriptures says some different things about that. Yeah. So, I think it's a lot to unpack, and um, well, we can keep talking about it for whatever anybody, any listener has a question or anybody yeah. in the room, we can keep unpacking. I don't have it all together on this because it's a difficult dis- discussion, and and I wish you'd have been a lot more clear on it. But we're having to siphon. I mean, we're having to what it search out the mysteries. There you go. And so it's a joy to do it. Tuesday question number two before our break. What rebel sent his spies throughout Israel telling them to wait till they had heard the sound of the trumpet again? What rebel sent his spies throughout Israel telling them to wait till they heard the sound of the trumpet? We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Welcome back in to Mornings of Box 2 Radio on this May the 9th, 2023. No answer for the second trivia question yet. But um, we'll rerun that at the next break. Or if you're able to call in and I can get to it, I will. I'm in the producing room this morning, so it's hard to talk on the phone live on the air sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I, I wish I could. Um, I wish I could do a bunch of different things, but can't do everything. On uh, For one, I'm a guy, and we don't multitask. We're pretty <laughs> much one thought focused. And uh, that's how we were created. So I guess we just have to accept that in the name of Jesus. Uh, Also, if you got engagement or questions you want to add to the conversation this morning, a lot of people's had questions on this blast from the Holy Spirit before, and we're doing our best to answer them. I don't know if we got all the answers together, but we're trying our best by the grace of God. I think we use the word, Brother Aaron, and then kind of give out a few things. I think it gets people's mind to think and maybe, you know, understand while maybe one maybe think a little bit like this but one think a little bit you know not that we're trying we are not we are not changing the word of god but we're just trying to uh bring things to the light where people can understand them a little bit more yes things that we talk about you know we don't know all about it but we're trying to learn about it sure you know i'm trying to be like jesus i'm living a life for him mm-hmm. and he says if i'm if I have died to myself, and therefore I am a child of God, and because of what He's done for me, I'm worthy. Yeah. You know, I don't want to call myself worthy. You don't want to call yourself worthy. But really, if Jesus is in our heart, He's called us worthy, and well, that's what really matters. I think yeah. it's the distinction. I've not made myself worthy. He's made me worthy. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because He who knew no sin became sin so that I may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's it. Uh, one listener text in, if God gives someone something to say or do in certain settings that is for someone else that is going to help them in their walk with Jesus, if we know it's from God and don't act on it, do you think that's blaspheming of the Holy Spirit? Um, I do not believe that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I believe it's disobedience, but I don't believe it's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's what I was. I was looking up um, some scriptures on disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got that same text yeah. to me, so... Do you get any good scriptures? Um, not. I might get one here in a minute. Okay. Uh, not that fit the question. Sure. But. Sure. I just think that, like, again, I think I'm going to rest on from what it looks like in that when Jesus deals with the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, it's people who seeing who he is, but 
undermining, undermining, undermining and diminishing his divinity and yeah. saying he's doing it by demonic things or he's doing it by demons or he's doing it by Beelzebub. He's not doing it by his father. Right. And I think the ones that were really guilty of it were going to be the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders of the day. He never addresses a sinner for doing it. Right. He addresses the well. And if we ever caught that, like, that's where I keep seeing. These time, like, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit's brought up, it always seems like it's geared towards the religious people because they know. Yeah. And yet they utterly reject. So, like, putting this in today's time, if there were a group of religious people or just a person that is caught up in religion and is seeing the Holy Spirit work in another church that is truly operating in the Holy Spirit, seeking the Lord, or not even just the church, but one person that they meet. And they say, they start saying, well, your all's church serves the devil. Mm-hmm. And obviously mm-hmm. the church is not serving the devil. Do you think that that would be the same thing? I think if you're going to go, uh, okay. Again, I'm, I'm going to try to walk on fine lines because I don't want to like, Give a one, two, three. Well, it's a hard question. I it mean, is it's a very hard not question. Be easy to answer in just a yes or no. All right, let me say it like this. I just know there's a lot of churches that don't even acknowledge the Holy Spirit. Yeah, well, like, like they think that you you can't. The Holy Spirit is not active at all today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. like John MacArthur doesn't be, now. Cessationalists do not believe, for the most part, the Holy Spirit's not active. Um, they believe the gifts have ceased. But if you hear them preach and teach, they're still talking about being led by the Spirit of God, being filled by the Spirit of God. They just don't believe in the gifts. So there's very few evangelist, uh, evangelicals or Christians that are going to say the Holy Spirit just doesn't work. They're going to say the gifts have ceased. So tongues, prophecy, all these, because they're going to use Corinthians when it says the perfect has come, all these things, other things fall away. So I don't agree with them. I disagree 100%. But I think that in their context, they're not they're not diminishing Jesus and his divinity. They're just confused about the gifts of the Spirit. And so I want to be cautious to throw that label of blasphemers against the Holy Spirit just because they don't. Like, I think speaking in tongues is an open-handed issue. Like, I can fellowship with somebody who's not speaking in tongues. I can walk with them. I can even serve in ministry with them. Like, it don't bother me too much. Like, I hope they get the gift of the Holy Spirit one day, and I think they're, I hope they're empowered. But could I go, like, in, like, a man up? We're going to have a lot of different people in that, in the meetings. And there's a lot of people that doesn't speak in tongues. I don't look at them and say, you're wrong. I just look at them and say, I pray that we get everything that God has for us. Yeah. And that's my heart desire. And I don't think I would look at them and they, if they looked at me and, say, I don't believe in tongues, I don't think they're necessarily blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I believe that we have room to grow, we have room to to mature in the Scripture and have that revelation unraveled and unpeeled before us so we can see it in all of its beauty. But I think if they go to the point to where they start to say, you're the devil, well, I think then it's starting to get, are they calling me a devil or are they calling the Holy Spirit the one in me the, the devil? And I think that would be a distinction. That makes sense. Yeah. I hope that makes yeah, sense. It does. Um, because I think you can attack me without attacking the spirit inside of me. And I think 
And I think this is where it gets really difficult and a lot to unpack because... Through ignorance, because they could possibly have ignorance. Yes. And be saying that you're oper- you are the devil or you're serving the devil yeah. without n- because they're ignorant to who you actually yeah. are mm-hmm. serving. Because I think in the context of the Holy Spirit, it's Jesus that's a big deal. And I think it's the divinity that's of Jesus that's the big deal. And I think that that was what he was. they were sinning against because the Holy Spirit was moving at that time to show them. Because Nicodemus, again, I'm going to go back to him. If he came up to Jesus in the middle of the night and said, we know that these works that you do is from God, because how else could they be done? Well, who's the we? It's probably the religious leaders of the day. Like, yeah. they're aware, but they're trying to diminish who he is in front of the people so the people won't follow him. So they're taken away from the divinity of Jesus, and they're thrown a stumbling block. And they're saying, now Jesus is lying, the Holy Ghost is lying, all these people are lying, and they're saying they're not doing it by the Spirit of God. They're not doing it for the Father. He's doing it because Beelzebub's in him. So there's almost like a deceitfulness and shady part to it. Yeah. Because if you're ignorant and you just don't know, then you're not really going to be trying to... Um, you're not going to have that other motive behind sure. it because you're not going to know any better. Yeah. But it seems like those examples, they have a deceitfulness in their heart that comes from the enemy. They have yes. like a manipulation, a um, like a shady part. I think there's themselves. the word that I, I don't know why, whenever I look at this and study it, the word intentionality always comes because it's just like there's an intentionality to it. Like they're purposefully doing it. Uh, Miss Gale put in there, um, She, I think she used a word that I, we need to unpack more. Uh, just because you don't believe it doesn't mean it's not there. I think the Holy Spirit can be grieved by those who don't believe. And I think there's a big difference between the Holy Spirit being grieved and the Holy Spirit being blasphemed. And I think that there's a big difference there. And I think a yes. lot of times what we do is grieve him. But I think the blasphemy in the Holy Spirit is very rare. Yeah. Um, just like I believe in apostasy, I think it's very rare, and I can maybe count on one hand how many people I believe are actually apostates. Because, again, apostasy is not because I sin so much God's turned his back on me. It's because I utterly reject the faith I once walked in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think it's very rare for an apostasy to happen. I think it's very rare for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit happens. And I think it's the trick of the enemy to always be convincing people that they've done it that way they'll never fall on the rock mm. and right. they'll never go to the mercy seat. Yeah. And I've seen that a lot is that people's convinced they blaspheme the Holy spirit. And I just search out and they're like, I'm like, what do you want? I, I mean, I want to be saved, but I blaspheme the Holy spirit. I want to know him, but I blaspheme him. But he never wants me again. And what better tactic the enemy to convince the people not to go to the rock. When we always talk about blaspheming the Holy ghost or something going against God, I can't help but try to mention or try to dissect a little bit in Romans 1 where, where I'm going to read verse 25 first, but it says, Who changed the truth of God into lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. But then 28 goes on to say, And even as they did not like to retain in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. But reprobate mind, we understand where he turned them over there to a to a mind that was like um, where they couldn't really retain what he was doing then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know if they're, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there, okay, because I don't know if they're connected, blasphemy, 
him turning them over to a reprobate mind, you know, more or less a hard heart, or they're changing the truth of God into a lie. Hmm. How many people now today are actually changing the truth of God into a lie? And I'll be honest with you, I probably don't know nobody really personally that's changing that, but you hear about it all the time. You mm -hmm. see it. You see where there's some that'll say that are living a lifestyle of sin, open, open sin, open uh, homosexuality, open, but still yet are saying they're g doing this for the Lord, saying that Jesus is doing this in me, saying that they're doing all this, but more or less, according to what I read, they're changing the truth into what? A lie. Mm. And because of that, verse 28, and I mean, God don't change. He so don't. if he done it, if he done it then, if it happened then, it can happen today. Yeah. And turn them over to reprobate. So. I think I know two. Go ahead. I'm not going to say their names. Oh, no, I uh, thought my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do know two. Right. I can think of my head right now no, that no. I've walked with, uh, well, I'm not walking, but. Right. I think there's two that I know that I'm almost convinced of. Yep. I mean, but I'm not God, so I'm not the judge. Right. I'm just yeah. seeing Thank the fruit. Lord, I'm not either, bro. I know. <laughs> I don't want the job. Amen. Um, does anybody else got anything to say before? I was going to read another text unless I don't want to cut anybody think, off. I think to us, we have to look at where we are too, like where we live at. And it might be more rare here. Like it might be more rare around us. But, I mean, we need to pray because I know there's parts of the world that are a lot more wicked sure. <laughs> that the enemy has like has places that are filled with more um things like this than maybe where we're used to yeah thankfully thank you jesus that uh, we are where we are but um one miss gail said i just read a study that said 58 percent of self-proclaimed christians do not believe in the holy spirit as a deity but believe he is a symbol of god's power mm. now some would argue that that would be blasphemy the Holy Spirit too. I'm going to say something, and I and I'm I could be wrong here. Okay, I'm just going to say this. I could be wrong. I'm just trying to cipher through everything we've just said in scriptures that's in my head. I don't believe those people are blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, and this is why they're not proactively working against Him. Mm. They just have a confused thought and perception of who He is. Okay. Yeah. Now, if they would have said they don't believe the Holy Spirit's a deity and that um, he is a, frig a fragment of people's imagination and he's really a spiritual, a demonic spirit leading people astray and not to Christ, now we have a talk for, I believe, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. But here, they're still believing he's a symbol of God's power. So he's not. they're not working against it. They're just really confused and bad, really bad teaching about who the Holy Spirit is. Right. But they're not trying to work against the divinity of Jesus. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I would say they're not blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but they have really bad theology. Yeah. And that somebody probably needs to instruct them in a better way. They need a Priscilla and Aquila that'll pull them aside and say, no, this is what Scripture says. Right. So would you say that Paul just had bad theology and needed to be, like, you know, turned in a different direction? Or would you say that he was blaspheming the Holy Spirit because he was working against... Well, if he was blaspheming the Holy Spirit, I don't think he'd been forgiven. Because Jesus said the one sin that cannot be forgiven is the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. I believe once we blaspheme the Holy Spirit, I or believe done. I believe that's very quickly in an Ananias and Sapphira situation mm -hmm. where he will... He will. So Paul was kind of... Because he was working against, well, against the body. Saul. He was. Well, Saul, not Saul. Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
there might have been a different motivation there. It mm-hmm. might have not been the same motivation that an apostate would have or a yeah. someone blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Well, I think that, again, I think there is a difference between deceived, not knowing, ignorance. And mm-hmm. I think when Paul came to the truth, Paul never backed up from the truth. Right. Now, if Paul would have came to the truth and had the Damascus Road and then come back and said, Jesus is working by Beelzebub, yeah. even after he had the encounter with Jesus on the road, mm-hmm. now I think we have a conversation for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus re- revealed himself to him. Yes. And yeah. that's why I was, you know, I was um, kind of conflicting in my mind thinking of people who have grown up in church. Because right. even though, like, Paul or Saul had grown up in, like, a religious system just like people do today so just because people grow up in church i don't believe that just because they know what these words say that they really know jesus and i think there's still grace and still uh patience and time for them to get to know jesus um so i think it's like like you said once jesus has revealed himself to you and once you've like you know him and know the holy spirit and then turning and choosing to reject mm-hmm. him. But there's a lot of people who have grown up in church and they've read the Bible and they know the Bible, but they really have never, Jesus has never really drawn them. Like yeah. they've never actually known Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I never want to take away from people who's never had an encounter that God's working on. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but also I don't want to keep giving excuses for people who know better mm. to keep den- denying and rejecting. So I think there's that yeah. line we walk in. Um, and I think that some people use situations like, I'm going to say it and we got to take the break cause we're going to get brother Kelly. I got, oh, I got a whole slew of questions. Um, all right. But I, but I like for, for instance, like people use the word church herp to give them an excuse not to serve God. Mm. And, and I think that we do the same thing with, well, I grew up in church, but I never really knew. It. So I think we have to be cautious to, to, um, just, where we never make like this responsibility ever. Does that make sense? Um, and so, cause I grew up in church. I was kind of one of those guys. I grew up in church and I never, I mean, I knew it, but I didn't know him. And I remember one day when he finally encountered me in the fullness, but I haven't been perfect since then by no means, not even close. Come on. But I do know him yeah. and I'm not going to utterly reject or work against his divinity. Yeah. And I think that's whenever we start to get into the blasphemy. Because I think if you've grown up in church, you know his divinity. You know him. You've heard the gospel. You've read the word. And whether you've really encountered him or not, you still know the truth. And I think if you actively engage in a pursuit against the truth where you are diminishing it, I think you're walking a very dangerous line at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and I think there's a big difference between messing up and having struggles and intentionally going against the divinity of Jesus. Mm. And I think we're seeing people nowadays doing that who yeah. grew up knew in the, knowing the truth. Like I can think of one off my head right now that they knew the truth, and I don't know if they ever had a true encounter with I don't know. I'm not God. I don't know what their relationship was. But now they proactively work against the truth intentionally. Wow. And I think that's very dangerous. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, well, we got to take a break here. Um, good conversation. We could probably keep going for another 30 or 45 minutes, but it's a hard one. And we're not yeah, saying we haven't figured it. That's why I right. keep stuttering through my words because it's like there's a lot to process through. When you have people texting and thinking and conversing, that's when you got the people really engaging. Yes. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a break here. Come back here after the break with Mornings of Box 2 Radio and Brother Kelly Stevenson, right? 
No, I cannot. We are back here on this beautiful May the 9th, 2023, Tuesday morning edition of Mornings of Box 2 Radio. I'm so glad it's done raining. I hate the rain. I despise it. Uh, I like warm, 75 to 80 degree weather with a lot of sun and a steak well done with baked potato <laughs> and mac and cheese on the side. Hey, man. Yeah, now, don't get too hungry. Yet. Oh, wait a second. We got a lot of talking to do here in a minute. You're preparing everybody for the food talk. Uh, <laughs> well, Josh, introduce your guest. This yeah. is your friend. I've already mispronounced his name. I'm so, know, it's not I mean, Brother Kelly Stevenson. I about it. Said he said Kelly Stevenson. I know Come it. Come on now. I know it's. No. I know a friend who's a Kelly Stevenson, yeah. and I just got in the groove of saying Kelly Stevenson. No, I'm. Uh, I'm so honored to have my brother and Lord, my friend, uh, brother Kelly Tucker. I knew it was and, Tucker. That's what I said. I walked in this door and said, "Oh my gosh, I know it's Tucker." <laughs> well, anyway, so uh, he's the pastor of Stennisville Community Church. Uh, has a very thriving church up there. Great con- congregation. Had the opportunity many times to uh, go up there and be with them. So I just want to say. Thank you, Brother Kelly, for being with us this morning. Man, I'm honored to be here today. Uh, just thankful for you, Josh, for what you mean to me, and I'm just glad to have the opportunity to come and just be able to share the Word of God. That's morning. awesome. That's awesome. So there's a few things that we was going to try to get to, but I think oh, Brother, yeah, there Brother is. Aaron Wilson wants to kind of go a different route maybe than what I want to. So go so, ahead, Brother Aaron. So would you recommend Josh to the listeners as a homecoming preacher? He is a, definitely a homecoming preacher. Is he a legend? He's a legend. That's what He's I was thinking. Hey, look, look, look. <laughs> Brother Kelly, they've been on to me for over a year now since I preached uh, homecoming up there with you guys. And I said, to be honest with you, I think that's my first homecoming, and that's my only one. But for whatever reason, <laughs> Brother Aaron there calls me That's not going to be your only one, though. <laughs> not now. I don't I'm your, I'm your manager. I'm your manager for homecoming. You just got to bring <laughs> me fried chicken. a couple of different questions for you, too. Well, about. I'm just kind of curious how much fried chicken he ate afterwards. How many well, plates of food? That's that's a that's a good question right there. <laughs> Do you I'm lose count? I'm not going to put him on the spot here this morning, but... Amen. Amen. Hey, that might why I went around the corner to hide a little bit from Brother Kelly, so he didn't count my plates. That's what it was. That's what it is. That's what. It, well, you had that. Your uh, Miss Doris had that birthday party Saturday. Yep. And I don't know who made the pork. Oh, Miss Vicky made the pork. Miss Vicky did. But I may have went back multiple times for more pork, and I felt like Josh Milburn. <laughs> be, so I'm thankful that every time you eat now, you think of me. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> no, no, we're always joking. I love Josh yeah. too. He's one of my. He's my favorite preacher. He's one of my well, favorite preachers. So. And so, uh, brother Kelly, it's a joy to have you on with us this morning. Thank you so much for coming in, taking time out of your day. Um, but tell us a little bit about the church that you're serving at and how God's got you there. Amen. Well, I'm a Stanisville Community Church, like Josh has already said. Uh, been pastor there for just a little over two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, been filling in there for three years, actually, yeah. a year before I accepted the pastor position. Uh, really sought the Lord, really prayed about being there at the church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Resurrection Sunday, two years ago, the Lord gave me the word and said, this is wow. where you need to be. And How cool is that? And, uh, it's, it's powerful. Man. Yeah. It's powerful. It really is. And just thankful for what the Lord's doing there, you know, yeah. just witnessing uh, move of God. Actually, praise the Lord. We had one saved last That's Sunday. Awesome. Hallelujah. Reason, you know, a young young kid. So uh, just uh, thankful for what God's doing there. In, in yes, sir. Lives. You know, it's 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 truly a blessing. It's yeah. Truly a blessing. So when did you get the call to preach? When did you, How'd that happen for you? Uh, actually, if I could tell you this, I haven't always been a preacher. You know, okay. And I'm sure we'll get into that. But uh, 
2013 actually uh, kind of started uh, my my call to preach and uh, been been there ever since obviously but uh, uh, um, like I said, I hadn't always been a preacher. I hadn't always been a pastor. And Yeah. Well, take your liberty if you want to share a testimony. It's fine. Well, that's what I was going to try to say, Brother Aaron, because he's got a powerful testimony that touches yeah. you. You know how he was talking about Hannah earlier, how sometimes our testimony may not touch people. Mm-hmm. But Brother Kelly's got a great testimony that touches yeah. many because some of the same things he battled yeah. is some things we have uh, in this community that's got a hold of people. Yeah. So here's a miracle. That Amen. I'm looking at a friend that that has lived that life that we really don't want to discuss, but still yet we do because it's real life. Yeah. It's things Amen. that people battle. So, Brother Kelly, we'd love for you to take your liberty, share what, everything about your testimony or whatever you feel led to do, brother. Amen. Amen. Well, I was born uh, right here locally, you know, uh, brought up in church, uh, raised. Uh, Mom and Dad took me to church, taught me the right way. Uh, got, off the, got off the path, so to speak, and... Uh, uh, got wrapped up in addiction and was bound by addiction for uh, for 11, a little bit over 11 years. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, 2001 started my journey uh, down addiction, and I, I began there. And it was just a snowball effect, you know, and just uh, before I knew it, uh, I was caught up into something that I couldn't get out of. And, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, addiction is such a powerful thing, uh, not only not only being addicted but but all the things that go along with addiction come on all the bad things that you've done all the lies that you've told all the bad decisions that you've made and yeah and i found myself there you know i found right. myself really caught up in something that i couldn't get set free from uh found myself i was in uh in and out of jail in and out of rehab you know and 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 i would go and and those things just just didn't seem to help me you know yeah. I, I think while I was sitting there, I thought, you know, I, I can do better than this. I can do better than this. And then I'd get out, and I'd go right back to doing the same things that yeah. I had, had done before I got in trouble. And um, uh, one October one October night uh, after I had got out of rehab and uh, come home, uh, went right back to doing the same thing like I'd always done. And yeah. I, I decided that, you know, if this was actually the life that I had to live, then it wasn't worth living, you know, and, and, and I, I, I really that night just began to talk to the Lord and just talk to him like I had never talked to him before and wow. ask him, I said, you know, uh, uh, if this is all there is for me, then, then I'm done. I don't, I can't do this anymore, you know, and uh, sat down, I lived by myself, uh, lived, by, lived by myself, and uh, I sat down on the couch in my home that night and uh, uh, had had decided to end my life is what wow. I've done. And, and uh, 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 a lady that I went to school with, she was actually my Sunday school teacher. She would bring me Sunday school books. And, wow. and every time that they had a new quarter uh, in Sunday school, she would give me a Sunday school book. And and the only thing in the room that night was me and a, and a, and a gun and a Sunday school book. And, wow. and, and, and I reached down to the to the to the Sunday school book I picked the Sunday school book up and opened it up and the scripture in it was uh, Acts chapter 7 where Stephen was being stoned yeah and the v- very first verse that I read that night was Acts chapter 7 uh, verse 55 where the Bible says that Stephen being full of the Holy Ghost looked up into heaven and saw Jesus standing at the right hand wow. of the Father yeah. 
And you know, that night I had prayed and I had talked to Christ and I'd asked him, I said, you know, you know all the things that I've done. Come on. You know all the mistakes that I've made, all the decisions that I've made. Here I sat, a failure once again, you know, weeping tears just pouring down my face. And, you know, you know who I am, Lord, but I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? Mm -hmm. And that night in my life, it was like Jesus stood up for me. And he was standing up for me, you know, and yeah. and he said, I, you know, it doesn't matter what you've done. Come on. It don't matter where you've been at. Come it on. It don't matter what is attacking you, what you're bound by. I've got you tonight. So, mm. you know, if I could say that, and, you know, this isn't all just about me, but if there's somebody listening today Come on now. that's going through those struggles and going through yeah, that situation, that's it. That's it. you know, the weights of the world, it, it's, it's funny how it beats you down. Come on. You know, it beats you down, and it, 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 it just destroys you little by little. And, yeah. you know, you take one step forward, and it just seems like then you fall back. But if I could say anything to you at all today, I'd tell you this, that Jesus Christ is standing up for you. Wow, yeah. Yeah. that's good, brother. I want you to know Amen. that. I want you to know that he defeated this. He defeated death. He defeated Come sin. On. Yeah. He defeated every addiction, every power That's of darkness, it. every Glory. principality. He defeated that. When the stone was rolled away, mm-hmm. he defeated that. Amen. When he got up from the grave. That's Amen. right. So I, I just say to you today that, you know, thank God that, that he has grace and he has love and he has mercy. Yes. You know, and, and, and he took me that night, and I, I'll never forget uh, simply saying this, Lord, I don't have to have anything. Yeah, I don't have to be anything. I don't need to be anybody. I don't need to be anything. I just want to be saved. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know he took me that night. He took me that night, and he saved my soul. I'm telling you, I couldn't even wow. look you in the eyes. Come on now. I mean, I was so ashamed and so embarrassed of the things that I'd done. He, 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 I couldn't even look you in the eyes, but he saved my soul and delivered me that night wow. mm-hmm. from all those That's things awesome. that, that I had wow. been bound by. And, you know, uh, not only does he save you, but I told him, I said, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be anything. But not only does he save you, he does you just like he done the prodigal son. Wow. You know, he mm-hmm. brings you home. He'll put a ring on your finger. Yeah. I mean, he clothes you and all the things that go along with that. You yeah. Know, and, and, and and now I look at all the good things that he's done for me, Woo. those things Come that on. I don't deserve, those Come things on. that I'm not worthy of, but it's it's by his grace and through mm-hmm. his blood yeah. and through his blessings. And he, so. He's got a beautiful family, too. got kids, so just talk about your family yeah, a little bit. Four kids, a beautiful wife, and, and uh, thank God for them. You know, I've got some... Uh, kids right now, they're in church. Uh, Kobe's playing the guitar. He's f- he's five, and oh. and uh, <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's it's amazing what the Lord's blessed me with. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I don't deserve all those things, wow. but 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 He's just been so yeah. gracious to me and allowed me just to just to experience the the love of Christ. I I never forget the last time that He come to Madrid to preach for us right on a Sunday night was uh, his uh, son Toby was left his Bible at church. And I said, hey, I got his Bible. So Kelly said he'd kind of teasing his boy. said, man, said, Josh, has got your Bible at church. And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> he's like, make sure you don't lose it or something like that. So, I mean, it's just uh, it's awesome how the kids that come with him, you know, they'll pack their own Bible to church with them. So, I mean, because they want to learn. They see they see their daddy. They see, you know, people in front of them living a life. So I believe that's one. And like Brother Kelly said, he grew up and he, he, knew, the way, he knew about the Lord but it was always in him. 
Mm. See, that's the thing about it is once it's always in you, Amen. even though you may stray away, you may go this way, you may do this, but we're praying for those to make have a direct encounter with Jesus. I want to say this too. You know, yeah. Thank God for the people that's prayed for me. Amen. Yeah. The people yes. that didn't give up on me, the people that give me chance after chance after chance after chance. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the churches, and not just one church. It's right. not just about a church. That's it. Or the name over That's the it. door. It's about it's about Jesus Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's where the power's at. You know. Yeah. That's right. That's where the power's at. Amen. Through Jesus. Amen. You know. So, uh, so many people that had been so kind to me and so gracious, uh, you know, give me opportunity after opportunity. Thank God for those people that didn't give up on me and continue to pray. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, I I love like the story of Peter because you're talking about it. it was it was in you, brother Kelly. It was our, it was in you. Mm-hmm. But Peter denied, Peter rejected, Peter um, cursed, you know, he said, I'm done. You know, I don't know him. He was scared of a little girl at campfire. And I love it because when Jesus resurrected and he was telling the women to go get the disciples, what was his statement? And make sure that Peter's with them because Peter was going to know that he didn't feel worthy enough to come. But you got that Jesus was making sure that Peter came because Jesus, Peter's was still his. And I love that because his his sheep know his voice okay. and it may take a little while to get back but they know his voice amen and i love that because it was also what you just said all the people i was praying for you and never gave up and chance after chance it's what it was with peter yeah. they didn't bail on peter peter was still with them presumably because they knew where to find him they knew how to talk to him they knew how to get in touch with him he was probably still back with the disciples yet he jesus knew that if he called the disciples peter brother i better not go you yeah. all go i've done I've done ruined. He don't want to see right. me. But he said, no, I want to see you. Yeah. I just need you to get to come. Exactly. And so I think that's a word for a lot of people. What you're saying, Brother Kelly, is that, you know, Jesus will stand up. Jesus will Jesus will say, hey, make sure Josh is with you. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That's so good. And uh, I want to read a scripture, if that's okay, that yeah. I think really speaks to this testimony and other people who are um, in the same situation. Uh, it's James four seven through ten um but i want to start in eight actually james four eight um draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded be wretched and mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves before the lord and he will exalt you amen amen Amen. powerful powerful so it's just amazing to know what all the lord has done and listen the last um uh, some of the things, and I don't know why, but the last time Brother Kelly come to preach at the um, preach at the church there, he uh, and Brother Kelly, let me go ahead and say this too. He does have a radio program also on the local radio station here in Brett County at uh, seven o'clock after the local news on Sunday morning. Is that correct? That's right. And so anybody that like to tune in over there and uh, maybe catch him from time to time, you know, he's normally on there for about fifteen minutes after the local news and everything. So uh, we just want to give that out there, too. But the last time he was at Madger, don't know how much time we got. We got about 10 minutes. Yeah, we but got he, time. He spoke specifically about Joseph being at Potter's house, being at Potiphar's house. Mm. And I don't know why, Kelly, but it seemed like all the time when I uh, continue to read the Bible and every time now that I that I read that, Brother Kelly, because mm-hmm. of what you preached that night, mm-hmm. You said we've preached him here, we've preached him here, but you've never really preached him at Potiphar's house. Right. So could you kind of uh, go ahead, because I can give it out like you did, because right. that's, that was a word for you. Right. So right. could you kind of uh, express to people what you meant by that, maybe? Oh, 
Well, you know, you find Joseph certainly is a mighty man of God. Yeah. Uh, we witnessed Joseph uh, through the scriptures uh, in, in, in several different situations. You know, we find him where he's in the pit. Uh, yeah. We know that uh, his brothers had cast him into the pit, you know, decided to murder him, ended up sending him into uh, slavery, basically. And uh, we find him there in the pit. We've also uh, preached Joseph where he is in uh, prison. Uh, yeah. We know that he had been wrongfully in prison. We talk about all the things that Joseph had went through. And 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 uh, uh, some time ago, I found myself, and I'll just read the scripture for yeah, you real go quick for it. this morning. Yeah. But I found myself in the scripture in Genesis 43, in Genesis 43 and verse 29, when he had actually made it uh, uh, through uh, the pit. He'd made it through being in prison. He'd made it through Potiphar's house and found himself in a position there in Pharaoh's house where he actually uh, got to meet his brothers again. And, you know, we preached Joseph every way that we could preach him. And it spoke to me when it says, And he had lifted up his eyes and saw his brother, Benjamin, his mother's son, and said, Is this your younger brother of whom you spake unto me? And he said, God be gracious unto thee, my son. And Joseph made haste, for his bowels did yearn upon his brother, and he sought where to weep. Yeah. And that ministered to me. That ministered to me. And it goes on and says, and he entered into his chamber, and the Bible says that he wept there. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and the position that Joseph was in, uh, you find there that, they, that they're hungry. You know, they're about to starve to death. And Joseph rightfully had the opportunity to condemn the ones that actually had betrayed him. Mm -hmm. He had the opportunity to put them in their place, you know. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine standing before wow. a brother that had cast you into the pit, who thought about murdering you, who had done you wrong, actually had got the ball rolling for you to endure all the things that you had done? Uh, uh, been through the last few years of your life. You know, Joseph sat in prison, was in prison. And when Joseph had the opportunity to actually condemn them, to actually say, listen, do you remember whenever you pitched me into wow. the pit? Come do on. you remember whenever you done me wrong? I, I spent time in prison. Yeah. I spent time in the pit. But I tell you what Joseph done. Mm -hmm. Joseph wept is what wow. he done. Those tears are what changed the lives of thousands. Those tears were, were tears of love that fled down yeah, his good. face, a desire that he had to, to, to save the ones that had, yeah. had, had done him wrong, you know? So and, and, and that's, and that's, a, that's a, a, a heart after Christ is yeah. what that mm -hmm. is. We, yeah, need, of God. we need grace. We need love. You know, I, the Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Come on. You know, mm -hmm. And we categorize that. And if we're not careful, we beat people up over that. But I tell you what this world needs is love. Mm -hmm. It's love. People that have That's a right. desire to love. Mm -hmm. Even the unlovable. Because, Josh, there was a time that I was unlovable. Yeah. Amen. And I thank God. Thank God for what he's done. Well, I, I, love mean, I know it's, uh, you know, me and Kelly had the opportunity to work together for for a few years there and now we kind of help each other out if we need to you know it's just uh Amen. you know so many times you know i remember going to see kelly and just uh being with him or just uh picking him up from work or whatever and i mean just uh to be honest with you not really knowing what was going on but just to know that we're i mean it's just it's just awesome 
to know that we're brothers in Christ now, and that Amen. we stand together Amen. and that, you know, that even though you had every opportunity, like Brother Kelly said, that Joseph had every opportunity to tell them, say, no, I'll forget you. Mm. But no, he said, no, we want you. Amen. Yeah. See, everybody that's saying right now is saying, Lord, I'm forgetting about you. Lord, I'm mm. forgetting about you. But he desires you and he wants you because he knows if the enemy gets you, he knows he knows you're going to live a life of death forever. That's right. Mm-hmm. But That's right. if Jesus yeah. grabs a hold of you and you allow him to, you know, come into your life, then it's eternal life. It's a yeah. life yes, sir. So. Yes, sir. Uh, I love it. Good stuff. I mean, you want to preach a little bit more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening. You just preach away. Amen. Well, I What's told another him, sermon? Hey, I'm I, waiting. I'm I waiting. I told him, Brother Aaron, I said, man, we may need you as a box two radio preacher too. Is what I thought. <laughs> Let's do so, it. Let's make it work. But uh, anyway, so now I do want to go ahead and say also, like we mentioned earlier, I know uh, I actually gave out about Brother Kelly being on here. I told some of his church family too. So hopefully, some of their members are listening. Sometimes from time to time, we have uh, different ones to listen when we have different guests. So we want to invite you guys if you're able to to not only listen today but also listen uh, listen every day. For the morning, the morning broadcast from seven to nine o'clock. So, Thank if you're able to do that, so uh, also I want to go ahead and talk about the youth retreat again mm-hmm. at Mount at Mount Zion out there in uh, Westview on May 27th from 11 to four o'clock. And so 11 a.m. We're going to start out with uh, actually Cole's uh, church down here is the one that's kind of the ones over it, but have actually gathered many churches together. Brother Kelly's going to be ministering. Uh, actually, his sister, uh, y- she is a Box 2 radio preacher. She comes on at 2.30 on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> so uh, her sis- uh, his sister, uh, Angie Tucker, will be ministering there as well. Myself and Brother Mark Stevenson, I think there's four of us going to be uh, ministering there. You know, we're going to have sessions of like a word. And then in between that, we're going to have times for them to, uh, there'll be different booths set up where the kids can play games and just receive books there's actually a shoe carnival gift cards that's going to be held out so i mean i'm thankful that i'm able to uh uh unite together with brother kelly and his yeah. youth there at the church to uh go to battle for the lord amen. right amen. so amen amen i do think there's going to be several churches josh brother yeah. josh that's yeah. going to be represented amen. there and uh talked to ashley earlier in the week i think she said there was about 12 pairs wow of shoes that's going to be giveaway so yeah the kids get to go home with that that's but, awesome uh, some testimonies will be given there that's People right it's been down the, the same road so now I'm, uh one of them that's going to be speaking that day brother kelly is patrick birch amen is he someone that goes to your church he does as well he does could you tell a little bit about him as well patrick's amazing guy kind of had the same journey as as I have, the Lord's touched him and just moved in his heart and yeah. his life. And, uh, uh, you know, you can see the work of the Lord in him. Amen. I mean, you can see what Christ has done. Uh, I, I want to encourage you to come out and hear that testimony, powerful yeah. testimony, you know, uh, what Christ has truly done. He's going to be speaking at 1 o'clock. And actually the title of his message is, I found it all in Jesus. Amen. Wow. Amen. So, I mean, you know, the, just for people to be able to hear that. And, I mean, <laughs> this is an event like geared toward youth, geared toward kids. But a lot of time adults come, and adults are just as blessed as the kids are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of them things like, hey, I want to volunteer, but actually I'm only volunteering because uh, I want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Right. So, I mean, That's you me know. with man up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'll serve the food if I That's get to right. hear the, the testimony. Or, yeah, or 
yeah, you need me to sing? Yeah, I'll be here too. That ain't no yeah, problem. Yeah, I'll no. sing. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, that's going to be on in, on May 27th, starting at 11 o'clock, Mount Zion in Westview. Right, Hannah? Oh yeah, Mount Zion is in Westview. No, they had a they had a lady sing here a while back, Coffee Jesus kind of things we teased with. She couldn't remember if it was Eastview or Westview. I got it mixed up every time, every time. So now, but uh, Brother Mike Sosh is actually the pastor out there at Mount Zion. So uh, you know, it's going to be a great time of the Lord. So don't forget about all that. Joey Sosh said he went to school with Patrick. Oh yeah, yep. Okay. That's awesome. Hallelujah. So, hopefully looking for a great time. So. All righty. Well, Brother Kelly Tucker. Uh, you got I, it now. You won't I knew it. it now, brother. I knew it. That's the problem. Like, <laughs> I played golf with a Kelly Stevenson a lot. And so yeah. it's like, Kelly, Ste- it just rolls off the tongue for me because I said it so much. But I apologize about that. I know you're Kelly Tucker. I, <laughs> Josh has talked enough about you. Um, and so can I get that recommendation letter for from you for his – uh, homecoming preaching. Homecoming preaching. I get you. I get the feel now. <laughs> All right. I, I, I need that in my packet. I'm putting together. Hey, before we go, I know we got just about thirty seconds. But go ahead again. Tell about uh, where your church is located and the time of your service. Man, church is uh, Stennisville Community Church off Highway 86. Uh, we do have a Sunday school hour at 9:30 on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Worship service there at 10:30. Uh, we've got a lot of different things going on right now. A lot of yep. stuff going on with youth and. And uh, if you don't have a home church and and are looking for a place, come out and be with us. We'd love to have you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. Well, we're out for this morning. Thank you all for coming in today. Thank you for giving us your ears, those who are listening in. We love you. Be blessed. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.